Blog Talk Radio. This is Mark Grace, and you're listening to Ready to Unload with Cal and Sandpete. Everybody, it is Tuesday night. It is 9:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is time for another episode of Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete Sports Talk Radio, Sports Talk Podcast, talking sports with you, not at you. It is September 20th. It is 9:30. We are counting. People ready to unload, like this song says. Darn it! Who is that guy singing? He's a delight. Alright, welcome to the show everybody, episode 1127, we have a theme tonight, it's called Luck, Luck Be a Lady Tonight, as Brando once sang famously in Guys and Dolls, Luck Be a Lady Tonight, welcome to the show, Luck is our theme, we got a lot to talk about tonight, we got to talk about the Red Sox collapsing, the Braves collapsing, the Mets collapse of 2007, what's worse? And then we're going to talk a little bit about the great Mariano Rivera, the best ever, okay? Huge, enormous saves. Enormous, huge, huge, enormous. Then we're going to talk, then we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about uh, football. We're going to talk about, uh, we have the RTU fun load, which is going to be awesome. We're going to talk about teams. What makes a team lucky? Why is the team lucky and not good? How come uh, the Jets are considered lucky and the Patriots are considered good? Why? We want to know why. We're going to ask the mythical, magical question, why? And, uh, and of course, we are live from Dumpling Sound Studios 2 in Bayside, New York. Let me bring in my co-host. That was a three-minute intro. He's, he is stewing over here. He is excited. He's ready to talk sports with you, not at you. Mr. Brian Calniva Caltino Caliente. That means he's hot. Oh, he's playing his own intro music. Now batting, number nine, Brian Calvi. Calvi. That's my music. Oh, it is now, Doctor. You're that's in. Gu- that's, a, that's a guest music. No, no, you're in. Tonight, you uh, are Roy Hobbs. Let's go, Mr. Yeah. Hobbs. Well, 
Oh, boy. Steve, how's it going? What's up, Bri? <laughs> Why does it feel like a really long time since we've done the show? It has been uh, a week. But a long week. It's been a fiscal week. It has been a uh, a fortnight. It sure has. There's been a lot that's gone on since then, too. There's been a ton that's gone on. Let's first ask you, let's check in. How are the kids? How's everything going? Oh, the kids are good. You know, back to school now, and the routines are settling in for the first time. It's it's good. Yeah, everything yeah. all right. How's uh, how's the wife doing at home? Yeah, she's hanging in there. You yeah. know, she's uh, she's adjusting to her new role. Right, full time, um, full time mom. Full time mom. Uh, still worried she'll be yanked out of full time momhood at, at at a moment's notice. They might go to the bullpen. You don't know. She can't, she can't quite get comfortable. But maybe they maybe they go to the great Mariano. If anybody's gonna close it, it's Mariano. <laughs> We're going to be doing uh, Mr. Mike Francesa all night tonight because he's really the theme of the show. He's he's the guy. <laughs> yeah, well, I think maybe we listened to him a little too much over the past week. Yes, we have. We we have. But uh, it's good to be back. Uh, How are you, Steve? Yeah, I'm good. You? What a wacky week. I had uh, my sister-in-law was in town. She was uh-huh. lovely. Had a nice visit with my sister-in-law. She came Terrific. in uh, uh, to visit and to see uh, Wes. That was lovely. Great. Lovely time. And uh, that my in-laws are coming to town tomorrow. Or no, Thursday. Well, Thursday. Yeah. Got yourself a little full house over there. Got yourself a little Texas style, my friend. Nice. Yep, very nice. And we're gonna we're going to the Met game on Sunday. Hey, how about that? That's right. We're going to see the Mets and Phillies on Sunday. That's good. That's I'm glad. That's good. I, I like Taking to see my that. In-laws. Taking my in-laws to the game. They wanted to go and do something that Teresa and I do. Very nice. I said, you realize there's going to be about nine. <laughs> right. And there's been there's going to be about nine people there. Well, you'd be able to go and take them to Shake Shack. This is the time. Definitely won't have a problem getting a Shake Shack burger. And I'll tell you what, I may coach third. You, you may play third. I may be able to play. Actually. I know I can make less than 18 errors in 79 games. I'm sure you could. Hey, I'm going to go next Wednesday for the season finale. Oh, are you really? I am because What do you I, think is going to happen? Is it going to be a cliffhanger? Like, I, uh, there's absolutely a cliffhanger because what will happen at the end... Race. Yeah, I know what's going to happen. Jose Reyes is going to walk off the field, and we don't know if we'll ever see him again in a Met uniform. That's right. Wow. That is I'm a good cliffhanger. You're right. You are going to the – you may be going to the series finale. For, it could be the, well, no. It's not the – it's the season finale of, of Mets baseball. Yes, but you could be going for the series finale for Jose Reyes as a Met. I'm just worried that he's going to – they're going to come back in the, in the spring with Ashton Kutcher replacing him. <laughs> See what well, I did can there? He, can he hit? You get it? I do. Look what you did. Before fall TV. It is TV. Fall TV, so that's on the mind. Was that uh, is that uh, show on yet? Is, has he been on yet? It aired last night, and and uh, I was disappointed. Well, we we have to bring in you know who to talk about this. Our producer, the Bishop, Pop Culture PJ. We have to bring him in, obviously, to talk about Ashton Kutcher, and. Uh, <laughs> Do we have breaking news? Do we have breaking news? Are we going to the news? Is, are we going to the newsroom? Something yeah. happened. 
Well, well uh, uh, PJ Cachopo reporting live. I'm standing here in Charlie Sheen's living room. High as a kite. On a mountain of cocaine. <laughs> and uh, uh, what, uh, what, what's the report? What, what are the early returns on uh, Two and a Half Men Kutcher style? Um, verdict? Lame. Wow. You no give it a lame than the show has ever been, but the joke is Yeah, I was lame. just going to say. <laughs> just gonna, isn't it three men? Aren't we at three men by now? Yeah, he's, yeah, his he is was dropped. His voice was lower. He's a man now. <laughs> I think he's the tallest of the group too. Right, right. I oh, mean, you're up against he, John Cryer. <laughs> he's doing lines off John Cryer's head. Come on, hey now, let's go. What? That's a like kid that you're that talking about. It's I not a kid. He's like 27 years old. Come on. Oh, he's not. <laughs> speaking of a child. Didn't I, did you, PJ, did you ever hear my theory about that kid when it came to contract negotiations a couple of years ago? <laughs> no. a, couple of years, a couple of years ago, they came up in contract negotiations, right? And they wanted to redo their contracts. I said, that kid could have held out for everything at that point. What are they going to do, replace him? He was, he's he, the half he, man. He, not only is the, he, he's the half man, he, he's the son. What are you going to do, kill him off? You can't. That kid had that show by the balls. No, no. You know, you know what they could have done. This is you know the Don't old put it past Chuck Lorre. He'll kill any character. Listen, this is what they always do: is they send the kid off to military school when there's a contract negotiation, and then they bring in the other kid that you didn't think you know you never heard right. about, but he just happens to be a brother. Right. Uh, Before you know it, that kid's off at uh, Hillman College with Denise Huxtable. That's right. Look, all I'm saying is that kid that kid was in a very good negotiating position in my estimation. He was in a very good how, negotiating position. How do you know he didn't make bank? I'm I'm I hope he did. I'm just saying he could have walked in there and said, "I'm the half man. I'm the show. You can't replace right. me. I'm in the title. You got you're giving, you know, a million dollars to Charlie Sheen, you're giving $800,000 to John Cryer. I'm the ha- I'm all I'm all grown up. America has grown up with me. My guess is that he's a pretty grounded kid with um, parents who are not at all greedy. Is that your guess? Yeah, I think he's, I think he's just happy to be what? there. What a delightful kid, this Calvi. <laughs> he's I so sweet. You don't, don't you just want to pinch his cheeks? <laughs> oh. Come here. Come here, Calvi. Come here. <laughs> PJ, did you, did, you, PJ did, you, did you watch Two and a Half Men last night or no? I have never watched Two and a Half Men. Oh, okay. So before... yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, the funny thing is... about the, the there, there, there's a certain there's a certain vibe of the CBS comedies in general that I just don't find funny. Really? Yeah, I, I don't. I yeah. I mean, going like you know, them being not, on. Well, not since like Mash and All in the Family have I really can I name a CBS comedy that was that was to my liking. You don't watch uh, How I Met Your Mother? I don't even know what that is. It's a good show. It's not a good show. It's a great show. Uh, what about, uh, what's the one with the nerds there? <laughs> Big Bang? <laughs> that's it. Big Bang. See, you that's the, a double watch entendre. Big Bang. It is a double entendre. That's <laughs> <laughs> a nerds. It's, I, everybody says How I Met Your Mother is good. I've never, I've never seen it. You know what I do? You know what I watch on CBS? Well, you know what I hate people keep Football. telling me you would like that. 
That's what I can't oh, say. I... You know what, Peach? You should watch that because you would like that. How do they know? They don't know anything because I don't like that. Well, <laughs> they're wrong. But wait, I have given you some of the greatest you would like that of all time, TV-wise. Name a few, and I'll I'll, I'll, uh, I'll verify. Okay, all right. Uh, WTF with Mark Maron. That's not a TV show. Oh, darn it. Mad Men. Give me a a TV recommend. Mad Men, but you haven't watched it. Still waiting. (laughs) The jury's still out. Still waiting. I want to see if they go to a sixth season before, before I get invested. Well, they have to go to a fifth season first. I'm waiting on like 31 Emmys. If they get 31, then I'll, you then have, I'll die hey, then. A girl's got to have standards. Uh, yep. How about uh, Mr. Show? That was beautiful. That's that's the that's the gold standard right there. I got one. <laughs> that was yeah. Yay. That was huge. TJ, you know what you would like? I was reborn after that show. Mm. Glee. Glee. <laughs> I heard they're renaming it just gay now. <laughs> Can they? Oh, you guys want to hear? All right, we got to get to sports, but a really good Glee story that uh, Scott, Scott, yeah, right? That Scott said, there's nothing going on. That Scott told me the other day, it was uh, about Dave Grohl, right? Did you see Did you see this? Oh, I, yeah, I know this story. Right, Cal? How great is yes. it? Yes. It's great. Tell PJ. Like as if Dave Grohl needed another example of why he's the greatest rock and roll star of all time. Like the greatest rock star and just the coolest guy of all time. Yeah. Um, the Glee, the people, the producers and stuff wanted to use Foo Fighters music for the show. And he said no. And he was like, I'm sorry, I don't want my music Gleed. And like, wow. and it, and it was so, like, who says no to Glee? It was just, uh, the, it's Kings awesome. Of, uh, Leon already said no to them, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Kings of Leon said no. But Kings of Leon, Foo Fighters, come on now. Come on now. What? Contest. Are we putting them in the same category here? Oh, I mean, that's like, Newgard. That's what, like Mark what, what, what? And, and, you know, Trevor Hoffman. Come on now. Can't do that. Come on now. The, 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 he was in Nirvana, for God's sake. Come on. I'm just saying I love that he stood up to Glee. And I hope that they didn't put pull any sort of uh, say it was discriminatory or something like that. I thought if that was. If Glee had any balls, they would do a Soundgarden song. That would be hot. Chris Cornell. <laughs> okay, Doctor E Ray, question: Glee is going to do a song when you get to pick it. <laughs> <laughs> what song do you make Glee do? <laughs> that's all. That's all. Wow. Well, all right, we'll get to that in the fun mode. We're putting that in the fun mode. Wow, we're putting that later on in the show because we got stuff to get to now. Tonight they close with tonight tonight they close with a cover of a song from Hairspray. Wow, big reach there. In case you're wondering, way out on a limb there. Hairspray. Yeah, way out on a limb. (laughs) Wow, that's that's gutsy. That's gutsy television. It's Glee. Yeah. Uh, so move it, Peach. We'll talk to you in a bit, my friend. I, I'm gonna. I want some time to think about what I get. One song to pick for Glee. I got big news too. I bought something. <gasps> is it a new? Is that a... <laughs> I'll tell you later. Is it teasing? He's teasing it. He's teasing, teasing it. it. Very nice. Wow. Tickle, tickle the phone load. Well done. Thank you. Coming up, what you what your kid's school lunch is serving, and why it might be harmful to their health. That's right. 
Coming up later on Ready to Unload, PJ tells us what's in your kid's lunch. <laughs> it's not peanut butter and jelly. And he <laughs> bought something. <laughs> we'll be back. I'm Chet Atkins. I'm Chet. I'm Chet Summers. Chet Atkins. Chet Atkins. Wow. We are off to a blazing start. Episode 1127, the day we didn't talk sports. What we why what says we have to? I say. Because our tagline is talking sports with you, not at you. That's correct. Not talking glee with you, not at you. That's the last I'll mention glee, I promise. Until later when we bring it up again. Yes. Right. Um hey, where do we start? Where do we start? Ooh, where do we start? Here's the big unload, Cal. Okay. I it's a question. How much how no. Let me rephrase. How hard are you rooting for the Red Sox and or the Braves to blow this lead so the 2007 Mets are off the hook? Go. Mm -mm. Probably as hard as I've rooted for anything other than the Mets in my life. It's pretty – right? You're feeling it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's – I can't – well, we'll get into the particulars of it. Right now – I'll give you a little bit of an update. You want an update? Score update? Give me a taste. Okay. Wait, 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 though. I mean, if you're going to do that, you know. Let's go live to the Acute Score guy, Brian Calvi. Brian. Yes, Steve. So what I've got here on the Acute Scoreboard, the RTU Acute Scoreboard, for for this evening, uh, in the bottom of the seventh, the the Yankees are leading the Rays five nothing. Oh, uh, Boston is leading Baltimore five four in the bottom of the seventh. Oh, so if things hold, uh, Boston will increase their lead to three games over Tampa Bay. Okay, with nine remaining or however many remaining. Um, also. And, and the New York teams have implications on the pennant race tonight. The Cardinals are losing to the Mets 4-3 in the top of the fifth as the Mets try to play spoiler. Yeah. Atlanta leads Florida 4-0 in the bottom of the eighth. All right. And, C- and San Francisco, who is also only three and a half games back, plays later tonight in L.A. For AccuSports, right. I'm Brian Calvi. All right, let's go to PJ with the weather. Uh, excellent. Boy, that was good. Production values are through the roof tonight. Wow. Yeah, let's go to rain. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best weatherman in the business. Uh, Cal, here's a, here, a couple of things. Obviously, okay. the Red Sox are reeling uh, in a ridiculous fashion. They had a 10-game lead to start the uh, September in the wild card. But very quietly, the Braves have let – the Cardinals back into this thing at three and a half, or, uh, and the Giants at three and a half out. Right. I personally really want the Giants to get back in the playoffs, only because they spin those three pitchers out, and they're the only pitchers that can sort of compete with Halliday, Lee, Oswald, Hamels. Yeah. I just, they, you know, uh, there's only three pitch. I mean, look. You know, the, the Phillies are probably going to go through the playoffs like a knife through hot butter. Wait, hot knife through butter. A, or a knife a hot butter they'd go through quickly, too. Hot butter as well. But the, the Giants, as we said last year, 
and, and, and were proven right. The Giants can silence the Philadelphia's lineup and pitch with them because you can throw out a Lincecum, a Bumgarner, uh, a Vogel song, I guess. No. Who's the third starter there? Uh, Matt Cain. Oh, Matt Cain. Thank you. Hello. Um, so you, you have three stars that you can roll out in a five-game series and have a chance. I Cal, let's let's and, and this Tampa Bay team. We talked about it last week, and I was talking about how much I'm enjoying watching it. Mm-hmm. Now I got to read that book. I got to read what's his name's book. Uh, he writes on uh, Grantland and uh, Jonah Carey. Jonah Carey. Yes, wrote the book about the the Rays, right? Right. Uh, I really want to read that book because you know I'm such a Moneyball expert now. Uh, but um, I would love to see the Rays come back and do this uh, to the Red Sox because you know what, Cal, the Red Sox fans got sort of annoying here. You think they have with us Mets fans? And this started to happen last year where they said, you know, we don't want you rooting for us. Right. Get this bad karma and stuff like that. Like when all the right. Mets fans go over and start rooting for the Red Sox, so the Yankees don't win. Mm-hmm. Red Sox fans are like, you know, we don't want your bad karma, and you beat us in '86, and you know, blah 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 blah. And and Red Sox fans are starting to be jerky about it too. So you know what? I hope you lose. I do. There, I said it. Well, okay. enough. Enough with Boston. Enough. Enough with Philadelphia. Enough with Red Sox Nation. Enough now. If you want to expand it a little bit. The Angels, who have been playing very well, are only four and a half out. Now, there might not be enough games to to catch up at four and a half. Four and a half with ten left? Four and a half with – I'll tell you in a second. Hold on. That's and Is that four in the loss column, Cal? Yeah, that's, it's not, that's four, not enough. It's four in the loss column. Uh, they're 83 and 70, so that's 153. Yes, they have nine so, left. Nine games left. That's, that's going to be – it's going to be tough. So, because Tampa, Tampa's got – go ahead. No, that's what I was going to say. We were going to say the same thing. Tampa's got games left against the Yankees and the Red Sox. Seven games, yeah. No, seven games left against the Yankees. Right. Four with the, or three with the Red Sox. I don't think they play the Red Sox anymore. I thought uh, – what's his name tweeted? Oh, boy, I'm big on what's his name tonight. Who, my, my grandmother? <laughs> like 87 years old now. What's his name? You know, from Frost Street. What's his name? <laughs> He owned now a sausage they... store. On the... <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> you know, he's the actor with Hal Linden. Wait, with the hair. He had, <laughs> he had. He went gray very early. What's his name? Oh, I can't. No, no, the fellow with the nose. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. His cousin. Now, his cousin was arrested that time. <laughs> now, Boston. Met him when you were young, Cal. Met <laughs> him when you were little. You, you knew when you were little. I'm sorry. Okay. No, but they're done. The season series is done with Boston and Tampa Bay. They don't play each other anymore. David Off said, oh, because the Yankees play. The Yankees play Boston and Tampa Bay. The, the Yankees have a, a four against Tampa, three against Boston, and three against Tampa again. Right. So That's what I'm saying. They don't play anybody else. They play Kingmaker. That was the hot phrase. Did you hear that all week? No, King. What's the Kingmaker? Yankees have a chance to play Kingmaker. What is that? Because they they get to crown who they they get to pick who they want. Oh, all right. I like that. That's good. They could sort of lay down for the Rays if they don't want to see them in the playoffs. No, if they don't want to see the Red Sox in the playoffs. 
I don't think they're going to want to see any of them in the playoffs. Either well, one of them. But who would you rather see if you're the Yankees, the Rays or the Red Sox? I'd rather see the Rays. I'd rather see the Red Sox. That pitching is suspect, Cal. They wouldn't. They wouldn't necessarily see either of them because they wouldn't play in the first round. But it, that's the other thing. They wouldn't play either one of them in the first round. So who would you rather have out of the playoffs? Well, I mean, they always want the Red Sox out of the playoffs. They'd rather have Tampa in the playoffs. Right. You would think. But I'm. I'm here to tell you I might disagree because the Rays are one of the hottest teams in baseball. The Red Sox are completely reeling. And what you know? Do you feel good about anybody after John Lester in that rotation? At this point, no. You can't. You can't even feel good about Beckett. And Jeff no. Lackey, wow. Oh, boy. What a, I mean. I thought Oliver Perez was bad. It's I true. When you, and, then, and then you look at Lackey and Burnett. Like, wow. who's worse? I don't know. A.J. Burnett was an embarrassment yesterday, though. Because that, that was a minor league lineup. He was yep. amazing. And he couldn't get out of the fourth inning. <sighs> I mean, he's. And, that's it. And then, and then Lackey couldn't get out of the uh, the fifth inning yesterday, and he um, had a problem with Francona taking him out. So did Burnett. Burnett had a problem with Girardi taking him out. Yeah, it's like these these two are just like kindred spirits on the on the overpaid pitcher. Yeah, plan. the Ali the Ali Perez uh, contract. That's right. Uh, oh, it's, it's even worse than Perez because they're I mean, well they're in big spots now, and they're making so much more money than Perez. Yes, although we felt every dime of Perez. So, okay, still, still feeling it. He's still, still on the hook. Still paying it. Still paying it. Yeah. In fact, when I go on Sunday, that, that Shake Shack burger will go yeah. directly into Ollie's pocket, which is good because most of them went into his stomach. And then the Shake will go towards the Bobby Bonilla retirement fund. Correct. <laughs> so, that's how to bring it up. How to bring it up. Hey, listen, I want to take a different angle on this because all you hear about are the collapses. Okay. And Atlanta is in the middle of a collapse, and Boston is in the middle of and these could be potentially historic collapses, but you know what? It takes two sides for it to be a collapse, and why do we never hear about the team that makes the run at the end of the season, and why do they not get credit? Why is it always about the collapse? In 2007, it was all, it was all about the Mets going 5-12 and 12 down the stretch. What about the fact that Philly made up seven games in the last 17 games? You know, what about the fact that Tampa has been playing out of their mind for a month and have somehow cut the lead to two games in the wild card? Or the fact that the Giants have won eight in a row and have come back from the dead to be within distance of the Braves? You never get that angle, you know? And I, th I think y you short shift. Is that what you do? You short shift? We're going uh, to need Pop Culture Pichet to look that one up because I, I don't say it anymore. Once I screwed up uh, steady uh, hand at the tiller, well, that's true. Still, <laughs> I'm short, not allowed. Short shrift. Short shrift. Short shrift. That makes no sense. It's got to be a send-up. <laughs> Can't be real. I look. I I am officially disqualified from throwing my opinion in into this conversation because of steady-handed the tiller. All right. Well, pop culture PJ says shrift. So you short shrift the teams that make the run. I believe he's actually correct. But again, makes no I sense. Give, I give no official opinion. What is what is what is the verb to shrift? I don't <laughs> that sounds filthy. <laughs> not familiar with that one. Dude, I got shrifted last night. <laughs> um it's a great angle, Cal. And it's very right? true. Here's why you don't think about it. 
or or it's not talked about as much because people love failure. Yes, that's correct. That's precisely what I was going to say. No, it's It's, not. it's true though. People do love failure, but also okay, those 17 games, right? That the, that the Mets over those last, they blew a seven and a half game lead with seventeen games to play, correct? Yes. They went five and twelve, correct? Yes. Okay. So if they went eight and nine, they would have won the pennant, or they would have won the division. Um, they would have. They lost. They they lost the division by a half a game, or a, a game. So they could have gone. They could have gone six and eleven. Six and eleven would have had them in a tie. I believe that's correct. All right, so seven and ten would have won the division. Yep. And that's why it's such an epic failure because they didn't just go, they didn't go eight and nine and lose it. You know what I mean? And the and the Phillies won seventeen straight games. They went five and twelve to right. blow a seven game lead. It's so funny. I was reading about that this week. And I had forgotten that during that last week of the season, Philip Humber made his major league debut. They had no one, Cal. In the midst of this free fall. They had no starting pitching. And they were playing the Nats and the Marlins. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't go 8 and 9. They couldn't go 7 and 10. 7 and 10 wins it. And, of course, they famously lost on the last day of the season. Right. Which would have gotten them in a tie had they won right. that game. Well, so that and that was the, that was the Tom Glavin game, correct? But obviously, Where, if they would have won that last game, Cal, and they went five and twelve, seven and ten would have won the division. That's why you don't look at the team as much. Now you know where you look at it, Cal. Remember the Rockies a couple of years ago when they went eighteen and one? Yeah, and they went whatever it was twenty one and twenty uh, twenty one out of twenty four. Yeah, something ludicrous like that. You don't remember the team that blew the lead, do you? Uh, was it the Giants? I think it was the Giants, but I don't even know because... They, yeah, you only remember the Giants. That's right. See, it takes such failure to blow that big of a lead that you sort of focus on the team that's failing miserably. Or was it the Padres? No, it was the Padres that last year. Padres last year, don't forget. Padres last year had a nice lead. Yeah, no, you're right. That's true. And the, Giants, and the Giants came up on them, got hot, won like 25 or 32, right, and yeah. won the division. I'm just, it's a great, it's a great point in this instance, though, because it's for the wild card, a and b. They're in their division, okay. So it's not like they came and got the wild card in another division, right? You know, so they've had to play them and they've beaten them. And yeah. they they're doing it without almost everybody's gone. Except the pitchers. For the, and Longoria. And Longoria, yes, but Longoria's had a subpar year. Well, he's been hurt. Right. I'm saying he, he, he you know, there's there's Johnny Damon and Longoria and you know Yeah, it's the pitchers, you're right. And that's that's the only reason that they're even still in this. Bryce and Shields and Neiman and look We'll find a way to do it because we always do because it's our radio program, so who cares? But look at the look at the Mets staff. They are never going to do that, Cal, until they have two or three big pitchers. Never. They're not going to compete. No, you're right. You know what I saw the other day? You want to hear this stat? You ready for this? 
You know how many runs behind for the season the Mets were than the Phillies? How many runs behind the Mets were? Yeah, it, total runs scored. Mets Phillies. You want to know what the differential was going into this weekend? Uh, let me guess. Well, I, you've given it away because it's going to be closer than you would think. You really want to win that car, don't you? Well, I'll. Why don't you tell me? <laughs> well, I'm looking at it, so why don't you tell me? Six. It's four now. It's four, okay, even better. So go to yeah. the weekend. It was six. Yeah. The Phillies at ninety-eight and fifty-six. Right, have right. have scored four more runs than the Mets at seventy three and eighty. Okay. Now let's tell everybody what the ERA difference is for the Mets and the, the ERA or the number of runs allowed. Runs allowed. We'll do that. Well, it stands at uh, a cool one ninety seven right now. The difference in runs allowed. One hundred and ninety seven runs allowed. More. More than the Phillies. Yes. The Mets have allowed almost 200 runs more than the Phillies. That's right. So if you're wondering, look, you don't need to be a sabermetician to figure this out. Sabermetician. Sabermagician. You don't need to be Brett Saberhagen to figure this out. Or, or a sabertooth tiger. You don't need to have be a buffalo saber. You don't need it. You don't need to carry a lightsaber around with you. You or a lifesaver. Life, you don't any of these things. Boy, we are into bad punville, by the way. What? 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 It's campy. It is campy. <laughs> um, but, again, you know, without the pitching, and that's how Tampa Bay has done it. Tampa Bay with Price and Neiman and Shields, that's how they do it. Now, they brought up this Moore kid. Mm-hmm. Who's the pitching at the bullpen. Best prospect. Yeah, yeah. Best prospect in baseball. Who has him in uh, fantasy? I don't know. Is in our you? keeper league. Oh, that's right. It's me. Ah. Oh, that's right. Good for you. Hey, uh, congratulations to Dr. E. Ray Stat. Yes. Speaking of fantasy sports, we do have to congratulate our buddy Ev Eisenberg, Dr. E. Ray Stat, on this program, who right. won his second consecutive back-to-back fantasy baseball and his third overall right fantasy baseball championship. We have ourselves a dynasty. I believe so. And he beat the same guy back-to-back years. I like that. Very difficult. Very difficult to do. That poor that poor guy is becoming the Buffalo Bills of our... He sure is. He's, he, he's lost three. He has lost three. Yeah. Uh, but um, look, how do you think it plays out, Cal? There's ten games, nine, ten games left. Do the Red Sox hold on? Do they have enough to hold it off? Yeah, I th- I think they're I think they're going to be able to hang on, but I'm not going to have a lot of confidence in them going into the playoffs. No, you can't you can't. And do the Braves hold on? I see. I I think the Braves are even scarier. I mean, the Braves just lost two or three of the Mets. Yeah, the Braves are vulnerable, and their bullpen is falling apart. I mean, the. All of these guys that you heard about all season, Kimbrell and, and Venters and O'Flaherty, they are they are coming apart at the seams. Macau, seventy five, eighty two, and seventy seven innings. I know for those three guys. I mean, they're on the Joe Torre. Mm-hmm. Fre- Freddie Gonzalez went to the Joe Torre School of Bullpen Management. Somewhere short sighted. Somewhere Scott Proctor's like, man, man, I'm telling you, it's tough. 
I Who just I Mets use every day besides Berle- uh, oh Pedro Feliciano. Yeah. <laughs> and he may never pitch again. He may never pitch again. But thank you for the two years, Pedro. We appreciate it. So irresponsible of them. I know. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Mr. Cashman. I just don't. I just don't see. Um, I don't see either of the team or either Atlanta or San Francisco being able. Not Atlanta. Um, San Luis. Uh, San Luis. I don't see either of them being able to to overcome Atlanta. I can't I, see it. I think San Francisco could win out. I think they could. You don't think so? Could win out? You don't? You couldn't see them putting together like eight and one down the stretch? They've just gone eight and two. So they go eight and what? Do they got nine games left. Maybe they go eight and one, seven and two. That and the Phillies go or uh, what do you call it? the the Braves go? You know, two and seven. It's possible. All right, I'll bring up the schedule. Punch that up. Let's take a look. While you're punching that up. Mm, what do you got? Let's uh, let's uh, bring uh, uh, pop culture PJ back in here for one second. Oh, I thought we had a call for a second. No, 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 no. We don't we don't take those anymore. Pop culture PJ. Ring a ding ding. What what do you think is going to happen in baseball? Do you think the Red Sox are going to blow this lead? Do you even know what's happening in baseball? Dude, I have been searching for the last twenty five minutes for the clip. From a few good men, where where he says cow. <laughs> That's all I've been doing. I've been on the net trying to find the clip of him going cow. That's it. I don't know what you guys uh, are talking about. What are you talking about? This You're not is talking about sports again, are you? First of all, this is why you are up for producer of the year somewhere. Because this is what you this you're committed to making the show better from a production standpoint. You leave the sports to us. I'm so you're consumed with the quality of the show, I've begun to ignore the show itself. That's correct. And yeah. and you're probably not finding that clip because he's saying Hal, not Cal. Either way, I could have I'll made right. it Cal. You're like, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's easy. Son I got of. programs to make it. That's his, true. Uh, uh, None of his lines, like no one samples his lines and posts them on the net. Private Loudon? Yeah, Loudon it's all, Downs you know. Junior? Yeah. It's Loudon? all you can't handle the truth and. Uh, you can't handle Vermouth. You can't handle John. You can't Wolf. handle the Muth, right. He you had no code and God was watching. You know, you know the lines. He had no toad and Todd was watching. You know the lines that are there. Did I ever tell the you that? The internet is such a one-trick pony. The internet's only got about four things to offer you and 6,000 <laughs> pages with the same four things. Is it like there's only seven original stories in the history of man? Yes. Or seven original storylines. Is that the line? No? You, you, have a de- you have a degree in literature. <laughs> Shouldn't we be talking about sports? Yes, yeah, right. Uh, so, the, so the Giants down the stretch. <laughs> Thank you, Cal. Red, uh, Red Sox miserable. That, okay. That's my, that's my input. Excellent. I like it. And long may they suffer. Wow. And there goes our there goes our Boston demo gone. <laughs> that quickly. Sorry. Era era Boston. <laughs> 
Pop Culture PJ has had enough of you. And he says, uh, may you suffer long and be miserable. Right. And uh, era people of Springfield. Curse of the babe, come back. Uh, Cal, go ahead. Give us the San Francisco Giants schedule. They've got nine games left. Okay. Starting t- starting tonight at Chavez Ravine. All right, sir. Uh, they've got Los Angeles for the uninitiated. Right, right. They've got three at the L.A. Dodgers. They've got three in Arizona. And then they close the season with three against Colorado. Wow. You're going to find, you're going to find eight and one out of that? It's not eight. And the Dodgers have been uh, red hot. Dodgers are uh, a hot ball club. And Kershaw tonight has beaten them four times this year. Well, then they're due against them. They're due. They're due against well, them. I, you probably I, not find eight and one there. You're probably right. I don't think you can find eight and one there. No, you're probably right. Darn it. Like, would you like to hear the Braves? Oh, by the way, I'm really I, – I, while we're talking about the Giants, can I mention I'm, I'm super pissed at Beltron right now? Why? All the goodwill is – because did you hear him opening campa- openingly campaigning for Reyes? He's trying to recruit him, yeah. Comes out in the media how great Reyes would look at the top of the lineup with the Giants. First of all, you're not signed with the Giants. That's the best part about it. So, hey, what's up, Johnny Assumptions? <laughs> and B, shut up. <sighs> shut up. Yeah, do me a favor. Shut up. I, I, we did nothing but defend that guy. Like, he cares what I think. But we did nothing but defend that guy. And uh, that's a terrible job. Terrible job. Sorry. It doesn't bother me that much, though. Oh, I'm sorry. There's me. You can't openly do that. It's a bad job. Well... What were you going to say, Cal? I'm sorry. Uh, the Braves. I'm familiar with their work. Eight games left. Uh, eight games left, including tonight. Which they're winning. Which they're winning four nothing in the ninth. Uh, two against Florida. Three in Washington. They close with three against Philly. So. And Philly has everything wrapped up and is finished. It, if the Giants do go eight and one, let's say they go eight and one. Okay. All right. Eight and the, one. Eight and one. Then, then the the Braves would only need to win. Uh, four games. They'd have to go four and four. Mm-hmm. And they're winning one already. Right. They go five hundred. They win it. Right. So after tonight, they go three and four, and they win it. Right. Well, that's well, that's that's San Francisco. Then there's the Cardinals, who are in the middle of this. I thought the cards were four and a half out, though. The cards are two and a half out. Oh. The Giants are three and a half out. I got some bad information there. You did. It's some bad fish. That's some bad, some, some bad clams. Bad juju. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the Cardinals have come back against our, our uh, beloved Mets tonight. It's 5-5 five, five now in the sixth. Oh, wow. We got a barn burner. A Jim Dandy, if you just joined us. And you want to talk favorable schedule. The Cardinals are playing the Mets. Three against the Mets. Yes. Three against the Cubs. Oof, yes. Three against the Astros. Wow. They, you, might find eight, you could find eight and one there. I could find nine and oh there. <laughs> Good. You might have a shot. You're right. You, we might have a shot with the Cardinals. Yep. And if they, if they somehow go eight and one there, then you only need that three and four out of the Braves, and they take it. Um... 
three and four. Yeah, because they're only they're two and a half out. Well, uh, look, I, I think it's I think it's great that there's even races. You know, well, we that's, that's the funny thing. We were talking about this. What was it last week or two weeks ago? How there were no races anywhere. Two or three weeks ago, we were, it was about three weeks ago actually on the show. We were saying how Major League Baseball's bummed out because football's about to start, and we're not going to talk about baseball again until. Uh, you know, October, and here we go. We had a couple of races, so at least we got that. But, Cal, one more thing on baseball, and then I really want to talk about football. I'm itching like crazy, itching like a madman to talk to football. The foosball, uh, as your wife probably calls it. We should call we, – we should cover foosball. We should call we – sh- or we should just call football the foosball because oh, it's the F word. The, the F word, right. Well, she's got that whole Kathy Bates in – the water boy about football. <laughs> uh, don't, be, don't be telling me you've been watching the football. Uh, but listen, we got to we got to say it. The great Mariano Rivera gets his 602nd save and takes his place in the baseball deity echelon handbook uh handbook that's not the right word he's really good cal he's uh, listen we make fun of it but i think we we all agree he is the best closer in the history of baseball i i tweeted this the other yes he is let's give him that we will i tweeted this the other day i was saying you know i think it was patrick flood flood uh who writes great blog on SNY.TV. He writes the Patrick Flood uh, Mets blog. It's great. And he tweeted, you know, ah, Mariano Vera, the one Yankee I can almost stand. You know, congratulations, whatever. <laughs> and I said, yes, I agree. Almost stand, but enough now with being good. You know, enough. Like, mm. And then I, I wrote, he's got one pitch. Like, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> he's, he's, he's the freaking Zoolander of pitchers. He's, it's one pitch. Yeah. It's all the same look. And you know it's coming. And you can't hit it. That's the best. That's the best part about it. You know it's coming. So Flood tweeted back to me and said, oh, here's here's the best part. He has six unintentional – six walks that were unintentional this year <laughs> in, in like 58 innings. <laughs> Are you kidding? It's crazy. Oh, I don't understand. But he is – you know who I liken him to? I feel like Cal in the New York sports uh, uh, arena and guys that we've gotten to watch, we've gotten to watch. That's not right. We've been uh, lucky enough to watch. I'll even put it that way. I put him – he reminds me of Curtis Martin. He reminds me a lot of Curtis Martin. Now, he's a greater uh, historical figure in his sport than Curtis Martin is. Curtis Martin is a Hall of Fame player, sure. Eventually, but I mean, Mo is the greatest closer of all time for sure. But a guy who goes about his job quietly with class and dignity does great work in the community. You never hear his name for the wrong reasons um, and has just been the model athlete in New York City. And that's Curtis Martin was the same way to me for the Jets. And, uh, you know, and, and has also performed at the very highest level. The highest level. And you can – look, we were joking about Francesa talking about you know, how other closers have all blown it at times, and Mo has too, just you know, not as much as them. 
Um, and there's, you know, you're always going to bring up 97, and you're always going to bring up 2001, and you're always going to bring up 2004. However, but that's it. That's it. And there's five World Series and 42 other saves in there. And he's the greatest of all time. You, you, I doff my cap, sir. Uh, in in breaking news, he just won a Nobel Peace Prize. He also, he also is a world class chef. I bet you didn't know that. He's a finalist in the Westinghouse Science Competition. I'm really excited about that. His mom has a tattoo that says Mariano. <laughs> See, now we're getting... I ripped, I, I ripped that off, though. That's the uh, the world's most interesting man. Right, right, right. That's Mariano Rivera. I like yours, though. I like the Westinghouse one. Yeah, it's it's exciting. Uh, uh, Captain Sully, Chelsea Sullenberg, asked for his autograph. Well, of course. You know, because... He's, he can, yeah, it's funny. He said, I, you know, what I did was, was okay, but but you're Mariano. I mean, you're saving something. What was I doing? <laughs> that was nothing. Look, <laughs> he's perhaps, just... He's, Perhaps some of the local pundits have gone a touch overboard. <laughs> we could have, have you have you noticed that uh, New York area children have been more healthy this year? He's he has come up with a cure for the for the back to school colds that everybody gets. I don't even want to tell you what he's done for the deficit for the country. <laughs> by the way, did, did you see his unemployment package? It's unbelievable. Look. He's not just saving ball games, my friend. <laughs> okay. No, look, we tease because it's easy. <laughs> but uh and and again, you know, it brings up the larger debate, Cal, and, and it's one for another time. In fact, Cal. we talked about this. We got <laughs> Cal. I guess I guess PJ found it. I guess PJ found Cal. something. That sounds a little more like 2001 Space Odyssey. Cal. <laughs> oh, you know what he's doing? He's going to the um, probably the Merriam-Webster Dictionary and having them read Cal. The, I bet you that's what he's doing. Cal. Because you have the option of choosing a male voice or a female voice. You know what he's doing? He's creeping me out. That's what he's doing. It's creepy. <sighs> I think those are the people that he's got in the studio for the fun load song tonight. Could be. Those could be the fun load singers. It could be. Like the Ray Conniff singers, a lot, but not but, but actually of this era. <laughs> Ray Conniff singers. Somewhere my dad's going, Oh, that's my boy. Good job. <laughs> to Ray Con- <laughs> I don't even know who they are. Yeah. Um I don't think your dad even knows who they are. Probably uh-huh. not. No, what was I going to say? Oh, about Rivera. It, it brings up the uh, the larger question about the save, Cal. We talked about this, and I gosh, I really want to have this debate. We got to have Flood on, or we got to have because Flood's written about this. They've talked about this on uh, mostly Mets, you know, on the mostly Mets podcast, which everybody who listens to us should definitely check out. It's really good. Ted Berg, Toby Hyde, and uh, Patrick Flood doing their weekly mostly Mets blog uh, podcast. They talked about it too, Cal. Like, why do you have your closer pitch the last inning of the game and not the critical inning of the game? We talked. I, I told you the Mets. How many games have the Mets blown in the seventh inning this year? Well, I know exactly why. 
money. And you know, and you well, no, you know the reason why. Yes, because Tony Larusa, the consortium. Right. That's not how they how they drew it up. The the world. The, the what do they call them? The WO, the Baseball World Order. <laughs> the BWO got together at Valentine's Restaurant in Connecticut. They had some chicken wings and some slugger nachos. It was McCarver, Larusa, and Valentine, and they decided how baseball will be played from now on. That's right. Yeah, the the BWL, the Baseball World Order. It was a um, it was a landmark meeting with that group. Yes, and the, the slugger nachos were very good that day. It was <laughs> extra jalapeno, I believe. Uh, Bobby V's atomic wings. Uh, I hate I hate putting Bobby V in that group though because I like him, but he's got to be in the group, Cal. I I know he does. It, well, this is restaurant, so that's that's true. That's where they were. Uh, congratulations! Uh, like it means anything coming from us, but uh, seriously, and all kidding aside, Cal, the longevity and the stage that he has done it on, I don't think we'll ever see uh, another uh, sort of career like Mariano's had. I don't know if you will. And, and especially not in New York. I don't know if you'll see it. I think it's too pressure packed of a of a position, and I also think it's going to be reworked in the next, you know, two months. You sound like uh, Bruno Kirby talking about Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did just go spinal tap there, didn't I? Because when you've loved and lost like Frank has. You know what life's about. Four two four two two zero eighteen seventeen. Cal, the number to call. What's that? Cal. That's <laughs> that's the number to call in if you were uh, out there listening and you wanted to talk about Mariano Rivera. You could call us at four two four two two zero eighteen seventeen. This is a podcast, but it is live. If you're listening, please call. There's nothing to stop you. Okay, football. Cal. What do you think? Cal. I, 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 the beauty part is neither one of us is cueing that, so we no, have no, we have no idea when it's going to happen, and I'm, I'm a little scared. I'm pretty sure we know it's going to happen every time somebody says Cal. That's what you think. I did think that. <laughs> He's messing with us now. Oh boy! So week two in the NFL. Oh yes. Let's uh, let's talk about it. The Giants get a very big win, sloppy win. Um, ah, what did, did you watch? watch? Did you watch any of that game, Cal? Very, very little. Very little watch. Yeah, I had to uh, I had to pay a shiva call last night. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, it's uh, thank you. It's uh, and condolences out to uh, my cousin's family. Uh, but uh, wow, we're gonna bring it down. Good job. Well. But I, I was listening a little bit on the radio, and then I uh, caught uh, most of the second half. I will tell you this. I like that Sam Bradford. And I am a big Mark Sanchez fan, supporter, uh, and I like Sam Bradford. I may have had a little young quarterback envy there, Cal. Really? Yeah. Well, he's got a, he's got a good arm. He slings it, man. He does. He's just bigger too, Cal. He's just bigger. Well, he's he's a yeah. I mean, he's built 
more like a linebacker than a quarterback. Yep. He's got that, yeah, that sort of like, uh, you know, Roethlisberger kind of big, and I mean, he's not that big, but he can get out of trouble. He's just, I just like the way he throws that out. He just flicks his wrist, and it's got a lot of. I liked him. I was very impressed with Sam Bradford. I think Boomer Siason's take on that game last night, and we'll go around the NFL a little bit, Cal, and then we'll end up on the Jets and the Giants. Let's do that. Let's do but, that. Um, but, uh, you know, just real quick on that game last night, I think what Boomer said about the Rams uh, this morning was very true. I didn't hear it. He said they didn't look ready for, for that spot. They didn't look ready for Monday night football in the new Meadowlands MetLife well, Stadium. They banged up. They're missing their two best offensive players, They're, other than the quarterback. Right. They were missing Sam Jack, uh, Steve, Sam Jackson. <laughs> I'm on the DL. <laughs> oh, boy. Have you seen my ankle? They were missing Steven Jackson and everybody's favorite fantasy pick, or at least mine, Danny Amendola, right oh. from Texas Tech. Play, uh, also played Jonathan on Who's the Boss. That's correct. I believe that was Danny Pintero. Oh, my my bad. Sorry. <laughs> Danny Amendola, as everyone knows, was on Silver Spoons. Um, and also went to Texas Tech. Which I, is be- <laughs> I'm under contractual obligation to mention because of my father-in-law. Okay. Yes. Uh, they're just banged up, Steve. They, 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 but they were not ready for prime time, Cal. They weren't. I know. And you know what? Cadillac Williams has been in the league a long time. Okay? Been in the league a couple of years. Pick pick up the ball, pal. Yeah. No, you're right. We're, we're going to get to that when we talk about luck. Okay? And lucky plays and lucky teams and lucky wins. We're going to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> uh, around the rest of the league after two weeks, are you impressed with the Buffalo Bills? I am. I am. I actually now I'm I have to admit I saw a lot of this game on Sunday. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, yes. Why? See, I'm losing my identity of being the uh, you know, the only football fan in America that has direct TV but can't have the Sunday ticket and how I you know, I've I've painted this picture of 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 this regime where I'm not allowed to watch football on Sundays and I have to say, I was very fortunate enough this week to be able to go somewhere and watch the games, the early games, on Sunday. Go somewhere? Yes. I went to a uh, an establishment. A uh, An adult establishment? No, not adults. I mean, adults were there. But well, I, I don't mean a strip club. I'm talking about like uh, – I didn't mean adult entertainment establishment. I meant it a was, place where they have uh, grown-up beers. They did. They ha- I, I I did have um, I did have a beer. Wow. I ate some wings. Were they PP atomic wings? They were not. No, no. I can't eat anything hotter than mild. But wow. They were. <laughs> That's another story. Wow. But it was but it was a legitimate place, and I watched I watched the early games. I was able to all the TVs were set up, and I wa- I looked around, and I and I felt like I was doing research for our show. Is that important? Is that how you sold it? I didn't have to sell it because there was a huge craft fair on Sunday. Oh man, are you kidding? First of all, yeah. how much did it cost you to have them put on a huge craft fair this past Sunday? They put on a huge. They, this is a 
in an annual craft fair that typically falls on the first Sunday of the NFL season. And you've got you got another Sunday. Yeah, because normally what happens is it's a perfect storm of the craft fair, first football, free DirecTV preview, and it works out great. This year, because it fell on, on 9-11, they, they bumped the craft fair up a week. Good move. And I reaped the benefits of that wow. scheduling uh, change. So I got to watch many of the of the early games. So coming back around to what you said, I am very impressed with Buffalo, especially their offense. Okay. Well, they play the uh, the 2-0 Patriots this week. How do you feel about that game? Uh, I, well, you know, the Patriots don't have a great defense, so I think Buffalo might be able to put some points up on them. They're just so, not going to be able to, they're not going to be able to stop the, the Patriots right. offense though at all. We're not allowed to say that though about the Patriots because they've, they've been winning in convincing fashion. They have. So even though they're giving up 500 yards a game, that's okay. I mean, who cares? They're, they're not lucky at all. Sorry, I'm th- but I'm teasing the fun mode a little bit. You are, but so bitter. Very bitter. Um, so you watched the Jet game, obviously. That was the 1 o'clock game. What did you think about the Green Bay-Carolina game? Did you get a look at Cam Newton? I uh, got, a lot, uh, got a, a lot of a look at Cam Newton. He looks great, too. He's uh, similar to what you were talking about with Bradford. Big kid, just flings the ball effortlessly. Um, he's impressive. He's impressive. They just when you look at their their defense is is worse than the Buffalo defense. I think. Yeah. No, that's Apparently. you don't you have no idea. Here's what I took out of a lot of it, and you you had a lot of early games there, so you were all over the place. Right. You know, New Orleans had a big bounce back win and thumped Chicago. Uh, Pittsburgh, you know, just destroyed Seattle and shut them out. Seattle's bad, Cal. Seattle is bad, but. Um... Kansas City is worse. Kansas City, and now they've lost Jamal Charles. Right. And and Detroit, uh, do you believe yet? I think, I don't know. They they were they were impressive. Well, you know, look, speaking of quarterback envy. Yeah. That kid. Wolf. He's good, but he's got but he's got to stay healthy. Well, look like the sports guy said, and I know one of the funnier things he said of late is that that should be added to his name. Be Matthew Stafford, comma if he stays healthy. Yeah, you gotta uh, qualify it. Yeah, but I, I I don't know if I'm sold on Detroit yet though. Do I have to buy on Detroit? I guess. I mean, they trounced Kansas City. Kansas City's terrible, right? And and Tampa Bay is okay. Tampa Bay struggled to come back and beat Minnesota this week. Right. So those are their two wins over over Tampa and and Kansas City. Right. But but convincing. You know, yeah, this was, they, they didn't eke out these wins. They were convincing. So, yeah. You have another. You have Washington at two and zero. What is a lot of crazy stuff? I think in the first two weeks, a lot of crazy yeah. stuff. Washington is who I think is a better team than than a lot of people thought, uh, or or should be a better team than a lot of people maybe gave them credit for because Shanahan's got his guys in there, et cetera, et cetera. Rex Grossman, you can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. He's a game manager. I, you know what I said? I said to my buddy, who's, my buddy Marty's a big Redskins fan, and I texted him right before the season started, and I said, uh, I was saying, you know, I don't, I don't, Rex Grossman doesn't look so much like an NFL quarterback to me. He looks more like a fourth year associate at like a law firm. 
<laughs> he looks like a fourth year at like you know a big firm, like you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, he's like a fourth year at Struck. Like I just, uh, you know. And working uh, really, working a lot of, working a lot of overtime, lot to of try to make partner. He's billing a lot of hours. He's trying. I mean, like he's he's putting off his family. I look at that picture of Rex Grossman. I do not see NFL quarterback. But that's me. But he's a Super Bowl quarterback, Steve. Yes, he, he is. That's he's a, he's a Super Bowl quarterback. But um, at Washington, they've beaten the Giants and they beat a really bad Arizona's a bad team too. You think so? Even with uh, Kevin, hundred million dollar Cobb? Yes. Even even with him, they're a bad team. Don't like them at all. Okay, Houston's two and zero. Nice win over the Dolphins. Boy, the Dolphins. That's a shoot. Again, two bad teams they beat. They yeah. Beat the Colts to beat the Dolphins. Looks like Chad Henney remembered he was Chad Henney this week. Chad, oh, well, don't sleep on Chad Henney. Oh, I've slept on him. No. Twelve, 12 for thirty for one seventy, Cal. What? You know what? Yeah, he's bad. He's got nobody to throw to though. Oh come on, he's got Brandon Marshall. Oh, I mean enough now with Chad Henney. Enough. Uh, I, no, he's he's not good. He's not. I mean, officially had enough with Chad Henney. And how about the fact that they've. They, they just they they can't win at home for some reason. But they only had fifty eight thousand people there. I know, but but even going back to last year, they just they they can't win at home. The ESPN started. I don't know if you saw this, but ESPN started a a weekly graphic. It may be ESPN two or something. Cal, you'll love this. This will take us to the Jets. They started a uh, NF, NFC or AFC East quarterback comparison on ESPN. Between Sanchez, Henny, and Fitzpatrick, the battle, oh, was, battle for second best quarterback in the AFC. Yeah, they didn't even put Bledsoe, uh, not Bledsoe, Brady in there. No, it's battle for second best, right? And uh, and Bledsoe, Fitzpatrick is miles ahead of of uh, miles ahead of uh, Sanchez, according to them. Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. That's right. And Henny's Henny's right there with him. Fitzpatrick is is way ahead of them. Okay. Yeah, I, I I've never I I just don't understand what is expected of Mark Sanchez. I really don't. I I don't I don't know what to do anymore. It's actually starting to bother me. Why? Because look, I looked around the league. I watched some of the games or whatever. Um, I was busy on Sunday, but I got to watch a lot uh, Sunday night and see a lot of the reha- uh, recaps and stuff like that and, and catch a little bit of the games and stuff. You see the Staffords. You see the Bradfords. You see uh, the Josh Freemans. You see young Cam Newton. Cam Newton to, to an extent, but I'm talking about guys that have been in the league for a year or two at least. Oh, okay. Even Flacco and Ryan, right? And and I I know Sanchez doesn't have the best numbers, but I'm I'm just – that one of the gra- one of the stats in this cal is is almost interceptions. Really? Like that's a stat now? Really? Should have been intercepted. Sanchez, oh Sanchez leads out of the three guys and should have been I, I mean seriously? Should have been intercepted? How many should have been intercepted did Dan Marino throw in his career? I mean, I'm not I'm not comparing Mark Sanchez to him. I'm saying it's a stupid stat. It's subjective. I mean, it's just so, I just, you know, pro football weekly and all that, you know, look, we, we've we said it a million times. The kid is not going to be Peyton Manning. He doesn't need to be. Cal, we talked about this.
Thank yeah, you. You're right. He's he's absolutely right. He is computer PJ is absolutely right. <laughs> PJ PJ three thousand is absolutely right. <laughs> The Bishop 3000? Bishop 3000. We have talked about this. The Bishop Bot. Bishop Bot 3000. <laughs> Cal, we talked about this. That's exactly right. He was 17 of 24 for 182. Uh, a touch. What was he? Two touchdowns in the pick. Or a touchdown in a pick. Who? Sanchez. The other day. Two, two touchdowns, two picks. Or two touchdowns, two picks, right. And they won, they won 32 to 3. Yeah, they did. But they they the offense was not at all impressive. They didn't do anything impressive. Early on, they 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 kind of scuffled a little bit, but they won, they won the game on the first drive. The game was over. Well, that's their defense. No, they took the opening kickoff and went right. five yards and scored a touchdown. Right, and then their game defense. Was game was over. Game was right. not. Game was over right then. It was over because their defense dominated. Their defense dominated, yes, but I'm saying the offense set the tone. They scored their first first quarter touchdown in 16 games. He he went five for five for 60 yards on the drive. He hits right. Jacksonville was done. They're out of the game at that point. Well, that, but but Jacksonville has a quarterback that shouldn't be in the NFL, so you have to qualify it with that. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, that Remember? Qualify. Yes, that's right. Let me bring up a point though before we get to that about Rex Ryan. Yes. So the Jets win the opening kickoff, and right. they elect to receive. He yep. always defers. Yeah. But he made it a point of saying, I'm sick of hearing about not scoring in the first quarter. I'm going to receive. And then what did the offense do? Sanchez went five for five. They scored a touchdown. They, 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 this team backed up Rex's words or his – well, not his words, but his action. He accepted the kickoff, and the team backed it up. And that makes you feel good about the fact that, you know, he's a leader, this Rex Ryan. Yep, and, and also the players have his back. And it's a great point, Cal. It's a great point. The players, he's always got the players back, right? He's always, always. talking about he's always talking about this guy's the best in the NFL, this guy's the best here, this guy's he's over complimentary to his players, to almost to a fault sometimes for sure. Right. But he's always got the players back. Well, you know what? They backed him up. He sent the offensive line and John Connor out there to take the opening toss as, as the captains. And the, uh, the offense, they, they took. He said, if they won the toss, they were taking the ball. They marched down six plays, uh, sixty-five yards, and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And and that's. I'm sorry, that set the tone. That won the game. Won the game. No, you're right. I know their. I know their defense was dominating, but when they scored on that first drive, Jacksonville, if they're thinking they have any chance in this game, it's to. You know, uh, make the Jets get off to a slow start offensively, play them close to the vest, and somehow be in a 10-9 game, you know, with 10 minutes to go in the game. Right. Yeah. P.S., you know, five minutes in, four minutes in, it was 7 nothing Jets. And they had no answer for Dustin Keller. And then Santonio Holmes puts the triple move on. And at 7, I, I just thought, look, was the offense great? No. But they did enough. No, but, they, but, they, but they certainly, uh, they they didn't underperformed to the point where they needed to be criticized for it. No. I, no. I, uh, the running game is garbage. Sanchez was garbage. Uh, really? Come on. Sanchez made two tremendous touchdown throws. I mean, he threw two picks. Everybody throws picks. I mean, you know, were the picks that costly? They got, a, 50, two, they got, a, they got a 55-yard field goal off one of his picks. That's, uh, that's it. I mean, come on. 
You know, when I've, your defense is that good and you're playing against a quarterback that bad, you can take some chances. So he took some chances. So he threw some balls that maybe, you know, next week against the Raiders or in two weeks against the Ravens, he definitely doesn't throw. Your defense is that good and you're up 15-3, to three, you know, or you're up 15 nothing, and their offense is terrible. I just, I, I'm just, I, I don't know what they need to do. Why do they need to be perfect in all three phases of the game for it to count as a win? They're never. We talked about this. They're never going to get the credit that they, that they deserve. Wow. They never, they never are. They're always going. They're always their weaknesses or their failures will be pointed out, even in as dominating a win as they had on Sunday. Yep. They, everybody says they need to have a blowout. They have a blowout. It's not good enough. Ballot, but. But it's never going to be good enough. Right. It's all about how they played a quarterback that doesn't belong in the NFL, or as Rich Samini so eloquently put it, let's face it, the Jets could have played a man down on defense against Luke McCown. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really? Is that is that right, Rich? That's that's nice. Uh, you know what I like, Cal? And, and I'm being serious. I like reading blogs. I don't like reading the beat guys anymore. I just don't. Well... More and more, I read blogs for my my team. I mean, we've we've said this for 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 months now. We've said we wanted this program to sort of be a a place for bloggers more than than the beat guys. But the beat guys are all so agendized; it's so frustrating. All of them, and I don't understand why there needs to be this stuck upness. This this uh, if you somehow. Unless you're, of course, Ralph Vecchiano, who has who has giant pom poms out every time he writes an article about the Giants. Right, right. I mean, you're you're either one or the other. You're either way too harsh or critical of the team, or you're an apologist. It's never balanced. You never get an unbiased, balanced report on a team. You know where you get that from, Cal? A blog. Yeah. Who's writing about the team because they love the team? And well, but it's but it's not unbiased. It's biased. Always. It's biased, but it's also sometimes it's more... It's honest, though. Right, and sometimes it's more critically objective than any beat guy is going to be. Right, well, yeah, at the end of the day, you want to see the team get better. That's right, but that's because you the, the blogger has a vested interest in the outcome of these games. Right. You know, these reporters, all they want is a story. They don't care how the game ends. They're just looking for a story. And they'll make one out of nothing if they don't have one. Yeah, it's, you know it's, it's getting very frustrating, and and it's lazy. We're going to talk about it next week. Uh, we're going to have uh, Nello on. We're going to have our buddy Dan on, and we're going to do a fun load about um, NFL pregame shows. We should have Doctor Ray Stat back too um, to do a fun load about NFL pregame shows and that whole idea of what has become of the NFL pregame show. And I just to tease it, I remember getting up and watching ESPN game day, you know, in college and stuff like that. That was must-see TV, must-see TV on an NFL Sunday. I started watching NFL game day at 10.30 in the morning. Yeah. Magnificent. I'll go back even further, and you used to have on uh, on CBS, you'd have Brent Musburger. Oh, yeah. No, no, absolutely. Yep. Irv Cross. Irv Cross. Jimmy the Greek. Jimmy the Greek. And who was the, who was the fourth? It was Phyllis George for a while, but then they replaced her. Well, that was stunt casting, without a doubt. That's true. Um, and then you had the one on NBC with Bob Costas, Ahmad Rashad, Paul McGuire. Yes. 
Excellent. Um, What's his that name? That was great. Bob, uh, Will McDonough? Will McDonough. Pete Axtelm. Pete Axtelm. May he rest in peace. He's yes. another one. But, we're but gonna, those we're going to talk about that next week, definitely. Yeah, but those shows were great. Yeah. But uh, now it's just, uh, it's just Stick Central. Yep. And we should know about Stick, right? But on bumps. Kel. Right? <laughs> right, Bishop Bob 3000? Kel, we talked about this. <laughs> oh, boy. There you go. He's just, he's just emptying the bag. He's just unloading. <laughs> Literally unloading every cart we have. Yeah, I can't wait till, I can't wait till next week to talk about that because I got a lot of thoughts on it. We're going to go to the fun load in a second, but real quick on the Giants. What do you what do you think? That that game is was a must win. They played the Eagles this week. You know, Manning starts out two of eleven, then goes sixteen of his next eighteen, maybe to finish the game. Uh, hey, that's typical Manning. <laughs> that's like Yep. If you were gonna draw up a line for him, that's him. Yeah. Do you have you ever seen a guy now you saw the Hickson catch, right, yesterday? I did. The juggling catch and, and you know, has a guy ever had more can't just catch a ball clean, can he? Like ridiculous catches made for him than Eli Manning. Like I know, I know. I, I'm not criticizing him. I don't want everybody. Well, to know. Is that luck or is that is that talent? Gee, I don't know, Bri. I don't know. Who's we're gonna talk. We're, we're gonna talk about it in a second, my friend. Uh, why don't you? Uh, but <clears throat> they play the Eagles this week. It's a huge game. They go down to Philadelphia. They're one and one. The Eagles with a tough loss to the Falcons. Yeah, that's there's a big story there with uh, Michael Vick returning to Atlanta and, and leaving. The best, and then leaving. The best part about that, I don't know if you did you see the game? I did not. There were two good things about this. I saw the highlights and everything, so. Number 1, uh this was sold as Michael Vick's return to Atlanta. He played there 2 years ago. He scored a touchdown in the game <laughs> as a member of the Eagles. Yeah, right. this was his return to Atlanta. Yes. That's the first thing. The second thing, when he got hurt and he was walking off the field, I believe at the time the Eagles were up by two touchdowns. Was it that much? I think they were up two touchdowns. I think they were up 10 maybe. It was 14-10, and then Philly scored 21 points in the third quarter. So maybe it was 31, maybe it was 31-21. Yeah, they were up 10. That's right. They were up 10. And as he's walking off the field, the place is just booing him mercilessly. Right. And, you know, very stoically, he's pointing to the scoreboard. Like, that's fine, boo me, but take a look at the scoreboard. And then uh, and Atlanta came back and won that game. Right. With Vic out of the game, so. But he did point at the scoreboard when they were winning because of him. He has that. It's true, but I just you know it it plays into the into messing with the karma of things. Yeah, you know, and, don't, and <laughs> yeah, don't point to the scoreboard until there's zeros on the clock. Be careful. Just be careful. It's as if it's as if he took a microphone and said to the crowd, "We're up by ten. What could possibly go wrong?" Right. Almost like the Giants did on the sidelines last year against the Eagles. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, it's two two things, and then we'll wrap up football. One, I think it was a very big one for the Giants. I think that 
I still have no idea what to make of this team. Uh, that front seven is still very, very good. Uh, but you had problems in the secondary again with Ross and Co. Uh, <laughs> I don't mean Ross and company. I mean Ross and... <laughs> it might as well be. Right. That crew. Cornerback's name is C-O-E. Um, <clears throat> but uh, th- their front seven is still very good. They can run the ball when they want to uh, a little bit. They always get too cute in the offense. They're banged up again as Mario Manningham has a, a concussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he might be forced to not play next week. So, again, I don't know if it's a make-or-break game with the Eagles, Cal, but it's a huge game. And it, had they gone in there 0-2, oofa, that's rough. That would have been that would have been a rough go of it. They needed to win that game last night uh, against the Rams, and and they they did what they were supposed to do. It's still going to be tough against going against the Eagles, whether Vic plays or not. Philly's home opener. Yeah, you know how they love to play the Giants. You know it's gonna be, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, and I and really I think the season it's gonna be a tough season for them. You know, I, I still think they could win eleven games, or they could win six games. I, I don't I see them no winning eleven. I have no idea what to. But if Cal, if they get healthy, they have as good a front seven as anybody in the league. Pierre Paul is coming on. You know, Kiwanuka, Tuck. Uh, uh, their linebackers are a little better than we thought they were. Um, they, they have a good enough front seven to make up for the deficiencies in the secondary, and Eli Manning can go sixteen of eighteen. Yeah, we've seen him do it. <clears throat> what amazes me is how many Giant fans hate Eli Manning. They all hate him. I can't believe it. As a matter of fact, I was the the people that I was with on um, on Sunday in your glorious craft fair inspired Sunday. Yeah, it, well, it was only half a Sunday, but hey, I'll take it. It'll be the last Sunday probably until October twenty third. I think you but, use the proper word in regime. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's like. Um, but there's been a softening this year, which is nice. It's the Weimar Republic over there. It's true. It's like you know, it's like uh, complacency is set in and and get away with a little bit more. Right. Um. So we're at the, so we're we're sitting there and somebody walks in with an Eli Manning jersey, and one of the guys I'm sitting with says to says to the group, "Look at that guy. Why would you ever buy an Eli Manning jersey if you're a Giant fan?" And the rest of the group kind of all, yeah, I agree. Yeah, what a what a jerk, you know. Wow. And I just I don't I don't get it. The guy won him. I mean, if somebody won my team a Super Bowl, he'd pretty much get a pass for for a long time. That's the difference, though. See, the Jet fans all say the same thing. They all say the same thing. They would trade one Super Bowl for. You know, if he was mediocre for the next few years, so be it. They got that Super Bowl. Giant fans, Giant fans have two other Super Bowls. That's true. They don't, you know, like one's not enough. They expected more out of Eli Manning. He's not a bad quarterback, though. He's a winning quarterback. Is what he is. He is. He's a winning quarterback in the league. He wins. And you, and 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 more importantly to me in this NFL, you can win with him. He has proven that you can win with him. He has proven that he can win on the road. He's proven he can win in a big spot. He's a Super Bowl MVP, for goodness sake. I know. So, two things, though. One, <laughs> oh, I was going to do, I actually, you know what, if we're, um, if we're emptying it, I'll just, I'll just do A this. and B. A, 
Did you see all the Giants coming out and saying, oh, we want Vic? We want to play them with Vic. We yeah. want to play them at full strength. How come, how come you didn't want Steven Jackson? <laughs> I didn't hear anybody clamoring for wanting the Rams at full strength. No. But they want they want the Eagles at full strength, though. Oh, for sure. Because got, they got that win against the Rams. It's easy to say that when you know that he's not playing. Right. <laughs> but I'm saying, I, I didn't hear, I, I don't know, I guess... I just hey, if you don't you want the Rams' best offensive player? I feel, or it's it's okay that you beat the Rams without their best offensive player. That's there. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. The other one is, and I talked to you a little bit about this. This idea that Luke McCown. Hell, we talked about this. <laughs> Thank you, Bishop Bob Three Thousand. We did. I, I, you know what he's doing? He's simply he's simply illustrating how many times we say this during a show. That's that's all this is. This is an exercise, an on-air exercise. It's a lesson. He's teaching us a lesson. That's exactly right. Our producer is teaching us a lesson about how many times we say we talked about this. Through the use of a robot. <laughs> Through the clever use of Webster.com. Um, Luke McCown, right? Is not is not an NFL quarterback on Monday after the Jets undress him, and he goes six for fifty, you know, has six completions for fifty nine yards and four interceptions, right? Uh huh. Right. It's six of nineteen for fifty nine yards. How come he wasn't? He was still an NFL quarterback on Friday when oh. when he was one and zero as an NFL starter for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well. How come nobody writes, well, the Jets this weekend, who, who will play a team without an NFL quarterback? No, nobody nobody out on that limb on Friday? Easy to say it on Monday. They never do. Yeah, well, somebody should start. So maybe it'll be us. Maybe back up your words a little bit. Back it up. Back it up. All right, you know what time it is, Cal. We got a couple of minutes. We're going to do it. Okay. We're going to do it. I'm not even kidding. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Excuse me. Now. You know this what is Mariano about? Rivera, and this is Stefan Lohr. What? Now I'm sorry, Bishop Bot 3000. What was that again? Now it's L Bishop Bot 3000. This is Mariano Rivera, and this is Stefan Lohr. Who's the second person? Stefan Arugula? No, and this is the fun loader. Stefan Arugula, by the way, is my net. I'm definitely creating a player in Madden 12. Stefan Arugula? I'm Stefan Arugula. Can we put him in the backfield with Rendezvous? <laughs> he's going to be He's gonna be part of a battery with Austin Romain. <laughs> August Romain. August Romain. 
Oh, boy. Welcome to the Fun Load, sponsored by FFAdvisors.com. FFAdvisors.com, FantasyFootballAdvisors.com. Check them out at FFAdvisors.com. They are the place to go that uh, where you can find out how all the fantasy football websites do. They rate them all. Who did the best? Who is the best with stardom, sit them, pick them ups? Check them out this week. Dave Rutley and the boys at FFAdvisors.com doing a great job. And uh, I actually used it last week, Cal. I used Fantasy Godfather. Looks like it worked. Yeah, it did. I was 2-0 and in my leagues last week. Finally. Uh, the fun load, Cal. Would you rather be lucky or would you rather be good? You and I got into a little bit of a tiff this week. A little bit of a tiff. I wouldn't call it a tiff. Luck is described... Or, or I should say, luck is ascribed to teams all the time in sports. Uh, we see it all the time. This team is lucky. Uh, this team gets all the breaks. This team gets the lucky bounces. We see, we've seen it a lot, uh, quite a bit in football. Uh, but it's, it's everywhere. It's pervasive in sports. Whether you believe or not, uh, or not in luck, really doesn't matter. Uh, it's been there since the beginning of sporting play. You know, luck. When you have an oblong ball, <laughs> or when you're doing something of, uh, of of great athletic difficulty, sometimes there's luck—an inch here, an inch there. Maybe you know the wind picks up and it knocks down a ball. Whatever. Cal and I got into this disagreement because of the Jets, because the Jets of late, by certain people, have been called the luckiest team in football. And they were especially called hugely lucky after their Week One win over Dallas because they came back from two touchdowns down in the fourth quarter for the first time in the history of the Dallas Cowboys. And that was called luck because they blocked a punt. And because, uh, I don't know, because uh, they had a snap go off Tony Romo's midsection with eight seconds left in the game where he would have to throw a Hail Mary anyway. Cal, let's stick with football to start. And we're going to bring the Bishop Pop Culture PJ in here for the non-sports fan, not sport, non-sports fanatical guys take on the human, sports. The human one, right? Not, not <laughs> That's that. correct. Okay. Maria Rivera. We finally got another promo, by the way. I know. Isn't that nice? This is Mariano Rivera, and this is Stefan Loder. This is Stefan Loder. <laughs> um, let's let's start with football. You know, a guy like Bill Simmons, who we all like, the sports guy, and of course the editor-in-chief of Grantland.com, the new website, lots of people love him, uh, on his podcast last week called the Jets, with Cousin Sal, the luckiest team in the NFL. Now, can you just remind me again what team Bill Simmons roots for? Uh, he's a Patriots fan. That's right. Okay. What team in the last 10 years, has been luckier than the New England Patriots? Uh, obviously, the Jets. Uh, I would have to disagree. Have to, no, I, I'm being facetious. But it, it starts with the tuck rule, and let's move on from there. Okay. Yeah. There's the old adage, Cal, that you make your own luck, or that good teams you know, only seem to get lucky, but they're good. Like, you create your own luck. How much of that goes on in football? Now I know how much of that goes on in football. I think I think what happens in football and it happens in all sports but it's more pronounced in football is that something fortunate will go your way. You'll get a break. 
okay? It happens a lot when a good team plays a bad team. And something will happen. The bad team will, will make a mistake. And a break goes your way. Now, if you're a good team, you then take advantage of that break that went your way and you capitalize on it and, and, and you make something happen as a result of that. Um, it's not to say that you wouldn't have had, had this bad break not gone your way. You know, it's a, if you're a good team, you do. You make your own, you make your own opportunities. But the, but the truly good teams take the opportunity and make it into something even better. And I think that the, that, that the, the, the luck, whatever happens, is the impetus for that. Case in point. Let's throw a couple case in points out there. Just recent ones. That, that happened over the last two weeks in the NFL. Okay, the Jets, the Jets block a punt. All but right. that's not luck. I know. I, I agree with you there. That, that's, not a, that's not luck. But it was described to luck. It was said to be lucky. The Jets got so lucky they blocked a punt. And then it bounced, it bounced right into the guy's arms. That's lucky. That's, that's a lucky bounce, I guess. But, 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 but here's my point. It's a lucky bounce, and they capitalized on that luck by scoring a touchdown. No, but they, they, they were only in position to have the lucky bounce because they blocked the punt. Right, but had the ball bounced somewhere else, he might not have picked it up and run it in. But it was still a blocked punt and fourth down, and the Jets yes. hit the ball on like the 30-yard line, maybe. I know, but Whatever. the fact still a change of possession. It's not like that won them the game. I, I am, I'm not saying that. And, and this, is, this is my challenge to try to get you to understand where I'm coming from, is that it was a lucky bounce. And it happened to, it happened to be a lucky bounce in the Jets' favor. And they took advantage of that lucky bounce and turned it into an immediate touchdown. Let me ask you a question. Then, if it's a, is it a lucky bounce if the guy's not in that position? Or is it lucky that he was there and a lucky bounce? I mean, Isaiah Trufant for the Jets picks up the fumble, Okay, is there to pick up the fumble because of something he did. It's not like he was pushed into the ball. Okay, he is there to pick up the fumble. He is there to capitalize on the bounce. That's not that part's not luck. Again, the luck only happens because of athletic plays uh, uh, or something that happens within the sporting context of the game. But it's a fortunate event that you can't predict. No, but you can't predict the bounce of a football. You can't no. predict the bounce of a football. I mean, it's shaped that way. But that's, but that's my point. I mean, the Jets recover 70% of their own fumbles. Of that's late. For, of late. That's, well, in the last year or two. Yeah, okay. That's so fortunate. You, you don't think in the next year or two it's going to even out? It could, but right now, the ball happens to be bouncing their way. And that they doesn't are capping. That doesn't make them the luckiest team in the NFL. I, I, I don't agree with them being the luckiest team in the NFL, but there is a, there are certain fortunate circumstances that have come upon this team. But to your point, to your point, Steve, they, they're kind of owed that for, their, for all of their years of not getting anything going their way. Well, that's fair, too. But, <laughs> but I understand the, the, karmic, right? the karmic retribution luck-wise, for sure. But start to come back around, yeah. But, but also, you know, it was said about them last year with their last-second wins and how lucky can they get, and it's a blown coverage. A blown coverage is not luck. It is a failure athletically. That is not luck. 
Okay, Tony Romo throwing an interception to Darrell Revis at the end of the game is not luck. It's not. It's a physical mistake made in the game uh, as part of the game that they are playing. If 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 uh, Patin, uh, uh, Petten calls a different defense and doesn't disguise the fact that Darrell Revis is not in one-on-one coverage on Des Bryant and he's actually playing a soft zone and underneath and they don't bait Tony Romo into that throw, then it's not picked off. That's not luck. Tony Romo throwing a pick there is not lucky. It's part of the game. It's part of the physical sport that they are playing. Okay. And I think that what they're doing, I think what the media likes to do is paint a real broad stroke with the luck brush, you know, and, yes. and, they, and they try to make things out to be lucky that aren't, like you said. I mean, it takes skill to block a punt. That was a, that was a brilliant call by Westhoff. You know, for to put his his players in position to block that punt. You know, it was a great call by Petten on 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 the def- on the play that Romo threw to to Revis. You know, that's not luck. That also, was talent. He also happens to have the best cornerback in football, to, who's able to disguise his coverage and slip underneath and see exactly where Tony Romo is going with the ball, right. and make the and make the play. That's not but luck. I, no, but but uh, that's not luck. When they make the play, that's not luck. But if if like an unforced error in tennis, right? Guy hits the ball into the net. That's fortunate for the opponent. If it's not luck, it's well, an error by the. It's a physical error by the other guy. All right. Let me ask. All right. I'm 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 going to try to get you to admit to something that would be luck. I'm going to give you a scenario. Okay. All right. It is the sixth inning of a game, of a scoreless game, okay? And the visiting team goes out, doesn't score. Scoreless going to the bottom of the sixth, okay? All right, sir. Uh, With two outs in the bottom of the sixth, one of the heroes of the home team hits a home run. Casey, perhaps? Maybe Casey. one nothing. okay? Um, Who's winning? Uh, the home team is now winning. <laughs> the Bears. The Bears are winning. Yeah, the Yankees are winning. The Varsity. <laughs> it's now one nothing home team, and then the inning ends, okay? Yes. As the inning ends, the sky opens up. All right? And a downpour of biblical proportions washes over the stadium. And they cannot continue the game, but since they just scored in the bottom of the sixth inning, it has become an official game, and the team wins. The home team wins. Luck or not? That's an act of nature. (laughs) (laughs) And also, I love how you can universally describe heavy rain as biblical. Yes, and everybody will get that. That's right. That's like I had re- I I might have been the sports guy. Some somebody years ago wrote the only time you ever use the verb to induce is when you induce a double play or labor. <laughs> that's that's a good idea. What else do that's you good. induce? Right. That's good. Right. That's good. Uh, I vomiting. yeah I like that. You induce vomiting. Oh. Ooh. You do induce vomiting. For uh, when they pump somebody's stomach, is that right? 
Is that what you were thinking, pop culture PJ? Yes, it was. Cow. <laughs> All right, that's that's an act of nature. That's not luck. I mean, that's well, I, I guess it's luck. It's All a, right. It's a, okay. Okay. It's it's a fortune. Okay, the ball goes through Bill Buckner's legs. It's a physical that's error. Not, that's not luck. It's a physical error. <sighs> it's a physical error. Look, the we, ball didn't the ball didn't take a bad hop through Bill Buckner's legs. That's a physical error. Okay, here you, you ready? I'll give you one. Here's luck. All right, I, I want to hear one out here, of you. Here's luck to me. Okay, guy hits a uh, uh, a big spot. Right, guy hits a, a a line drive down the left field line, and it hits a storm grate. And instead of you know, uh, instead of being caught, it it hops up over the wall. And it's a ground rule double. That's okay. luck. That's luck. And if it doesn't go over the wall, the guy on first comes around to score and win the game. That's it. That's but luck. Instead, he has to stop at third. Stop at third because it hit the storm grate. That's luck. That's luck. All right. I, I May I interrupt? May I interrupt just for one second? Wait, 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 PJ. I got one more thing to say. I'll give you another one. <laughs> so the answer was no, PJ. The answer is no. The, no, 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 no. I just want to get this out because this is one that Cal will definitely get. You ready? Uh-huh. 73 Mets. Mets versus Pirates. Right. All right. Ball hits the top of the wall. Dave Augustine was Dave the bat. Dave Augustine. Rod Gaspar, right, is playing left field, I think. Or maybe for or is pitching. Uh, and the ball hits the... George, George Theodore. Was George Theodore the stork? Ball hits the top of the wall. Okay, comes back into play. George Theodore throws it onto Bud House, and they throw it to Ron Hodges, who was catching. It was Ron Hodges. Ron Hodges, and they nail the the pirate runner at the plate, and win the game. Okay, that ball hitting the top of the wall, the little two inch thing. That's luck. That's luck. That is luck. That's lucky. So I think, and and we've come up with baseball examples. So it's very difficult to come up with um, well, an example in football. All right, Peach, go ahead. I'm out. <laughs> no, seriously, come on. <laughs> I don't believe in luck. So that's that's you just wiped the whole argument away. I mean, I hate to like paraphrase Doctor Phil, but yeah, I, so do we. I know, but I, I'll do it. If I have to. Do it. Um, I, I look at it more as luck is being prepared and presented with an opportunity. And if you take advantage of that opportunity, the the guy on the losing end of it is going to call you lucky. Nah, so luck is the loser's lament then. Or, or the casual observer who doesn't want to deal with the physics of it, yeah. Or in other words, a Mets fan. <laughs> yeah. But but Peach, isn't there something to the idea of say the golfer that, like Tin Cup, you know, the golfer that completely nuts a shot, and a gust of wind blows up at that time, that particular time as the ball's traveling through the air, and knocks the ball down and it falls five yards short and goes into the water instead of if he had hit the ball ten seconds later. Or ten seconds earlier, that gust of wind would not have been there. 
No, it's a singular event. It's an anomaly. Singularity. So you don't believe any any luck at all or any luck at sports? No, there's no aura following that guy around. Well, no, but that's just, is that not just bad luck? Happenstance. He did everything he was supposed to do physically. And something out of his physical control. I'll use the word that Cal used before. Cal. Um, <coughs> do it to myself. Juju. Induce? No, no, no. <laughs> you used the word juju. I did. <laughs> Excuse me, I had to hit the cough button. <laughs> well done. What's happening over there? Cal, we talked about this. <laughs> Hold on. It's falling apart over there. You and that damn robot. I know. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I think that I think that I ate a peanut, sorry. <laughs> I wasn't very lucky. That, uh, that, you're wasting all luck. your time with that machine over there. Go get a job. I, I know. I think the word luck is uh is has has too much juju. You, you think it's you, giving uh, too much credence in sports. Yeah, you you're just talking about you know Victim of circumstance or beneficiary of circumstance. Luck doesn't really enter into it. Luck is luck is a fantasy. Wow, I feel foolish. <laughs> Why do you feel foolish? believe in luck either? It's not that I don't believe in luck. I just don't believe in. I don't. I don't agree with what is ascribed. Or, what or, about this, Steve? What if, what, what, if every time, what if every time something happened, instead of saying they got lucky, what if they blamed the devil? That would be awesome. <laughs> what what if everybody bad. just started started blaming Satan? Wouldn't it that wouldn't would, it appear to be absurd? That would be magnificent. <laughs> it would be more entertaining. Could you imagine the announcers? <laughs> <laughs> Satan oh, had a field a, day today at City Field. It's, 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 Satan was out today at MetLife Stadium. <laughs> look, at that, look, at that, look at the way that ball bounced. The devil is all over that play. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Doesn't make any sense. I just think I just think you know if you if you go into the core of luck, the idea of luck, it's to explain the unexplained, or people want to believe that there's. Uh, forces beyond their control, or or maybe that um, you know it's a scary thing to relinquish control of something. So you say, oh, it's bad luck. You know, you write it off to bad luck or something like that. But when it when it uh, comes to sports and it's and it's about sports, especially uh, with team sports, I, I feel like there's a desire. You you did say this, Cal, and I, and I have come around to agree with you. There's a desire to call the good teams lucky. Because we just don't want to call them good. There has to be something. There has to be something, especially if we hate them. Like there has to be something else at work there. They can't just be good. They also have to be lucky. Like the Yankees. The Yankees got every bounce right. That's what we heard for years and years. I I, I said it. I'm guilty of it. I said it. But they did. They did get every bounce. They did get every break. Ah, come on. They now. did. I, I just it seems like when a team is going good when a team has a sustained run of success that they that they do get breaks. Now getting is getting a break the same as being lucky? 
I think it is to an extent. I think it isn't. I don't think it is either. I don't think it, I don't. I think getting a break is different. Catching a I break, it, catching the break. It, it, like a blown call, Cal. That's catching a break. That's not luck. Remember in Saving Private Ryan, when the uh, when the when the guy gets shot in the helmet, right on the on the beach, and the guys are like, "You lucky bastard!" And then he yeah. takes his helmet off to look at it, and he gets popped right in the head. Yes, right. That's a bad break. That's my theory on luck. (laughs) Basically, your theory illustrated. Right. Basically, your theory on luck is you're going to get shot in the head. And the devil did it. That's right. (laughs) Blame it on Satan. Hard to argue with that. No, but I think catching a break is an entirely different. Look at the tuck rule, Cal. Right. Right. And that's that's not luck. That's catching a break. Right. That's catching a break. Okay. They made the wrong call. I mean, what was clearly all right yesterday in the Giant game? How come I didn't hear about how the how lucky the Giants were to win that game? The guy threw a backwards pass, and the and and the running back Cadillac Williams didn't bother to pick it up, and it was returned sixty five yards for a touchdown. Yeah, that's incompetence. That's not luck. I exactly. That's capitalizing on on the players uh, Ex- not being players on the ball. Exactly. Same thing with picking off Tony Romo when he throws it your way. It's not luck. That's catching a break that Cadillac Williams doesn't know the rules of the game that he's been playing since he was seven years old. What we're getting at here is that you're entirely justified at being angry at everybody for calling teams lucky because there's nothing to it. I, I I don't know if I'm entirely justified. I think in football, the only time luck... Entirely? The only time luck enters into it to me in football is the way the ball bounces, which you can't predict because it's an oblong ball. That's luck. You're playing a hockey game. I am? No ball. What chance do you have? (laughs) Uh, Nothing is left to chance in hockey. It's a puck. You win the game 1-0. But the opponent, the opposing team, has hit the post four times. What is that? Luck or catching a break? What is that? Four times. Four times. So that's a lot. He keeps hitting the. He just keeps hitting the pipe. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> I don't know if I like this example. That's a lot to deal with. <laughs> a, little, a little much, maybe, maybe too much. I. Well, combined with the sound effects. Uh, post. <laughs> okay, maybe the goalie's lucky. Something's got. I mean, there's got to be some some luck involved in that, no? Or is that, or is that physical? The, the 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 shooters were just not. I mean, but to keep, just keep hitting the post like that. I think it's well, fortunate. I think it's well, fortunate. Page, what do you think, Peach? He doesn't believe in it. <laughs> I don't believe in hockey. First of all. <laughs> I don't understand how anybody sits through that. Uh, he's denigrating my people now. He's no, 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 no. I have, I have, I have a problem with the sounds of hockey. We've been through this. With the sounds it. of hockey? Can't deal with it. Sticks on ice and skates on ice. It makes me crazy. You first of all, first of all, you have never said this on this radio program. <laughs> we, we never talked about that. No, we never talked Cal, about that. We talked about this. 
We no, no, I want no, no. I want a new sound effect, Cal. We have never talked about this. <laughs> I'll, I'll get it later. Never talked about this. You have never said that you don't like the sound of hockey. I can't listen to hockey. I used to live that, with your brother, and you know he likes to watch the hockey. This is they were roommates, folks. And uh, <laughs> and and he was nice enough. He would turn down the sound if I was in the room because. I, the, the, these sounds of hockey make me crazy. I don't know what it is. I've Everybody known you for like six, 16 years. I've never heard this. This is impossible that you don't know this about. How do you not know this about me? Did not know this. Let me there guess, There are many though. things that make me strange, but yeah, th- this is probably one of the top. I, I would be willing to bet that you have no problem uh, with the sound of a knife scraping on a plate. Doesn't bother me. No, but the sounds of hockey drive mainly you crazy. The sticks. Mainly, the, main, mainly it's the sticks, not so much the skates. Cal, do you have a uh, a sound that drives you nuts? I I have a I have a bunch of them now that we're, now that we're talking. <laughs> I was going to say I, I know I know one of yours. You do. You should. Aren't Aren't you made insane by the sound of running water? That's correct. All right. Ding ding ding! And, this, and the sound and the sound of pouring anything pouring like you know like a, you, like a beer commercial on the newlywed game. Me and you on the newlywed game, we would wrap it up. <laughs> Where did Steve like to make whoopee? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the sound of uh, pouring water, anything pouring and running water drives me nuts. How about how about the bathroom? No, I'm, I mean I'm okay in there. I'm usually like brushing my teeth or something like that, but you know the, the worst thing for me is a commercial. The glug, the glub, glub of pouring drives me crazy. Mm. Like a beer, a beer commercial on the radio, I, I turn. I have to flip off the radio. I have to turn it off immediately. Freaks I was trying out. to have a conversation with you once, and I was washing dishes at the sink, and you you begged me to stop. You said, "Please <laughs> stop whatever you're doing." Yes. I was like, "I'm trying to clean a dish. You do it later." <laughs> Cal, you gotta have one. You got it. This, yeah, the, the, it's it's a weird one though. But the sound of uh, fingers on a guitar string changing uh, changing, changing chords. chords. Oh man, <laughs> that that kind of drives me crazy. I'm, Go ahead, PJ, say it. I'm, I'm taking that a little personal. No, no, no. no. It's, I mean, if it's in the context of a song, it's fine. But if it's just somebody fiddling around and that, I have a problem with that. Go ahead, PJ. That's what I called for. No, no. Say say what you want to say about me. Go ahead. Tell him, tell him Cal could never listen to me play guitar. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I would never. I would never I'm say a, that. He, probably, he may not be able to listen to you tune a guitar. No. But he could, he could listen that, to you play a guitar. Yeah, the tuning is really what bothers me. If it's in the, I told you, if it's in the context of a song, it's fine. I'm terrible. I'm a miserable hack on guitar. There it is. Let's see. Do we hear it? A little bit. A little bit. I see, that's fine. That's beautiful. Oop. That's all the time we have on Ready to Unload with Cal and Sid. No, no, no. Cut I it off. I cut it off. <laughs> no, no. Come on now. No, no, no. I, I had the... <laughs> I had the tilapia. <laughs> 
Uh, that is all the time we have, guys. Because we, oh, we no. gotta go. We gotta go. It's not Come my on, fault. I had a glee sound effect and everything. I was waiting for somebody to talk about glee again. We'll talk about glee next week. All right. We never did answer his question, though, did we? The glee question? Yeah. Uh, tune in next week, my friend. <laughs> hey, it's sweet. Uh, so uh, that is all the time we have for Radio Unload, episode 1127. I'd like to thank the Bishop Bishop Boss 3000, Pop Culture PJ. Pop Culture PJ, final unload. This is Mariano Rivera, and this is the fun load. You sound just like him, by the way. Thank you. Way to go. In one in one night, you've alienated our Boston fan base and our Latino fan base. <laughs> with your with your uh, speeding and well, violence. You must be, of, <laughs> you must be unlucky then. <laughs> yes, that's correct. I can't wait. Quick case where Cal, final unload. My final unload is congratulations once again, Mariana Rivera, on uh, Homecoming King 2011. He's uh he's won that as well. <laughs> and my <laughs> my final unload is uh hey Devil Rays go get uh, Devil Rays really hey what <laughs> Camp Bit Rays go get them <laughs> 2004. Good <laughs> <laughs> everybody. I was oh, gonna boy. say I was gonna say Tampa Bay Rays, go get them, take down the Red Sox. And also, hockey season's coming, Cal. Hockey season. It is. We're gonna talk hockey. Islanders preseason next week. Tune in. Absolutely. Do you know Jay Pandolfo's in Islander camp? I did. What is going on? Exciting. He's gonna be on a line with Marty Reisner and uh, Brian Ralston. Holy cow! We're gonna get the old Devils back together. <laughs> get the band back together. See you next week, folks. Good night. This is Mariano.